Good morning. When we look through the Gospel of Mark, we find our text in the middle of his Gospel. He has put it there for a reason. Our text today marks the end of Jesus' Galilean ministry and the beginning of his journey to Jerusalem. It describes a transition period, a time of reflection, a time of learning, a time to gather strength and move on. We read from verse 27. And Jesus went on with his disciples to the villages of Caesarea Philippi. And on the way he asked his disciples, who do men say that I am? And, he and they told him, John the Baptist and others, one of the prophets. And he asked them, but who do you say that I am? Peter answered him, you are the Christ. And he charged them to tell no one about him. Jesus and his disciples are moving away from their familiar territory around Lake Galilee. It was in this area that they carried out much of their ministry. Here, Jesus gathered his disciples, healed the sick, fed the hungry, taught the people about the kingdom of heaven, and gave them peace and hope in their lives. Now, Jesus and his disciples are on the way. They are moving north through the villages of Caesarea Philippi and into the foothills of Mount Hermon. From there, they have a view back down into the region around Lake Galilee, and still further on lies Jerusalem. They are on their way, and it is a time to reflect back on their ministry in the region of Galilee. It's also a time to seriously come to terms with their faith in Jesus and what it means to be his disciple. They are being challenged by Jesus to expect a profound change in their lives. They are moving away from what they know, from what they feel comfortable about, and ultimately into the unknown. Jesus is calling his disciples to follow him to Jerusalem. He's calling them to change, to be on their way together with him, and be prepared for what is to come. Jesus is questioning his disciples to say, are you with me? As a congregation, we are people on the way too. We are on a road unsure of where it leads. We're in the midst of change. Has not this last year been a prime example of change? Our lives and our ministry is not at all what it used to be. We can't be confident that things will return to the way they were. So in today's scripture, we're encouraged to take some time to reflect on our ministry too. Now's a good time to re-examine our faith in Jesus and our relationship to him. For many of us, I am sure that this last year has been a difficult time. Today, we have to keep our distance from each other, even our friends and our loved ones. No handshakes, no hugs, uh-uh. We've had to wear masks. If you're like me, you have to figure out how to wear one without fogging up your glasses. We've had to isolate at home, refrain from going out unnecessarily, and if we've had to, then we've had to wait in a line. As a congregation, we've had to move to only online worship for spans of time. We spread ropes in our sanctuary to help us monitor our distance. Our Bible studies are online or via Zoom meetings. We've had to move our school classrooms around. A good example is in the back here. Our teachers and staff had done a wonderful job adapting to online school and then back to in-person. And even though I work most Wednesday nights, I do miss our fellowship meals. This year has been nothing but change. And that, involve, that change involves moving into the unknown. As with all change to us in our life, 
We need to reflect on the past, draw strength from it, and move on. The last sentences make it all sound so easy, but it's not. God is aware of the difficulties that people have when they need to change their life. And so in our text, we find Jesus helping his disciples, preparing them to move on into new experiences. It appears that the disciples don't really understand what is before them. But nonetheless, Jesus is on the way with them, helping them where they need strength. It's much easier to cope with change, for example, when there is a friend. A friend at the new school. A friend in the new neighborhood. A friend at the new job. Or a friend at church, where one is going for the first time. It's easier to cope with change when a friend has gone before you that can show you the way, the obstacles to avoid, and the benefits available. Jesus is that friend, not only for the difficult times, but also for every part of our life. How well do you know your friend, Jesus? This is the question that Jesus poses to his disciples. But who do you say that I am? Peter confessed on behalf of the disciples and answered, You are the Christ. Like Peter, there's only one confession. You are the Christ. But behind it, there are so many different meanings depending on one's personal experience and knowledge of Jesus. For all of us, Jesus wants us to have a fuller understanding of him as the Christ so that we can trust him wholeheartedly in all circumstances, even and especially now. Children trust their teacher to open their books to learn. We open our mouth at the dentist because we trust him or her to remove a toothache. Some people take lessons from the golf professional in order to improve their own game. People generally go to experts for help and they usually accept it without argument or trying to tell the expert how to do their job. In the same way, we all need to trust Jesus as the Christ who is our Savior. He is the expert in life matters. So when we confess, you are the Christ, it needs to be a childlike confession that shows our trust in Jesus and a willingness to t let him take charge of our life and the changes that need to be taken. We have seen Jesus through his Galilean ministry of how he has taken control of shattered lives and given life to all that reach out to him. He can do this even for you and me because he's God. Jesus reveals the true nature of God, a God that loves and cares for the well-being of all people and considers every one of our needs. We read in verse 31, And he began to teach them that the Son of Man must suffer many things, and be rejected by the elders and the chief priests and the scribes and be killed and after three days rise again. And he said this plainly, this is what it means to be the Christ. God has given his total self for us. He has come down from heaven to earth. The creator has allowed himself to suffer at the hands of his own creation. He has walked the path of change and suffering. In all humility, he was crucified, dead on the cross. On the third day, he rose from the dead to be in heavenly glory and to forgive our sins. Yes, Jesus, the Christ, has gone before us in all suffering only to teach us, to show us that there is life after death, that he has the power to give life, to give life abundantly, and to give eternal life. We read from verse 32, And Peter took him and began to rebuke him. But turning and seeing his disciples, he rebuked Peter and said, Get behind me, Satan, for you are not on the side of God, but of men. When change comes upon us and threatens to move us away from our comfort zone, we can react in a similar way as Peter. In one way, we try to deny the truth of the matter. 
to pretend that such a possibility does not exist. In another way, we try to con take control of the situation in order to maintain it or reduce the pain of the change. And like Peter, we reveal that our faith in Jesus and our own expert is very weak. God is fully aware of our weaknesses and so continues to teach us, strengthen us, guide us, and to call us into a new beginning, a new life. We read in verse 34, And he called out to him the multitude with his disciples and said to them, If any man would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever would save his life will lose it, and whoever loses his life for my sake and the gospels will save it. For what does it profit a man to gain the whole world and forfeit his life? For whoever is ashamed of me and of my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, of him will the Son of Man also be ashamed when he comes in the glory of his Father with the holy angels. God does not call everyone to be crucified, nor a missionary in a strange land, nor a pastor, but he does call everyone together for one thing. We are called to give up our own wanting self. It is our self-centered nature that resists the way of Jesus and a change for the better. That is a change that will allow the person to reach out to others to share the gospel with them. This is a hard thing to do and is usually associated with a lot of struggle and pain. But Jesus has gone before us on the way, and from it we can find reassurance, a new life, and blessing. As Jesus led his doubtful disciples through a time of change, and so will he lead us through this time of uncertainty. Jesus is the Christ. Let us therefore seek him in prayer and take comfort in knowing that he's in control and is with us on the way through life. Amen.